today, you're listening to 889 The Bridge. I'm Matthew Pingallo. And I'm Quinn Hobbin. Today, we have an incredible guest with us today. He's the lead guitarist and songwriter for Miami-based rock band Crash the Jag. Along with shredding guitar, he recently started his own custom guitar manufacturing company, Beltone Guitars. Here to tell us all about it, Stephen Harriman from Miami, Florida. Thank you so much for joining us, Stephen. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Man, I'm shooting pool like I'm a superstar, yeah. Right, uh, we're we're glad you can join us. So, Stephen, can you tell us what um, what started your passion for music, and when did you decide to pursue it as a career with your with your bandmates? Yeah, the the uh, pursuing it sort of as a career um, came much later. Uh, in terms of the passion for music, came uh, early on. I uh, I was uh, I want to say probably around twelve or thirteen when. Uh, I ended up getting my uh, my first guitar, and it was you know I had older I was the youngest in the family, so I had an older brother and sister that were listening to obviously the the rock music of the time, and um, like many my age and this kind of thing, it was sort of I think the age of the 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 guitar hero, if you will, you know when that was all beginning, and that kind of was what was driving me. So at that time, it was um uh you know the big guys like you know uh you know led zeppelin and clapton and uh you know uh you know all these kind of guys were the guys to go to and uh so uh you know i'm like hey i want to do that and uh it's funny up to that point i've been i i was very active on the hockey team and whatever and then my other hobby was photography but what i ended up doing was sort of selling all my photography stuff and buying guitar and amp and sort of moving that way. And um, I formed my first band in uh, in junior high and have basically been in some form of a band uh, you know, ever since. But I wanna be clear from the, from the performance side of it, from the music side of it, that was always something that I did, and yes, you know, played gigs out and got paid and that kind of thing. But it never really pursued that as a uh, as a real career. It was always something that you know I just really enjoyed doing, and uh, sort of fitted in to the rest of the things I I did. My my major career was I was in the uh, apparel business and running a, a major men's fashion company. So something very different than the music, but. Um, uh, I always kept the, you know, doing things in the band. Um, I originally, uh, grew up in Boston. So this is with, um, uh, this is like when bands like, uh, the cars and, and, uh, you know, uh, Aerosmith and people like that were all, you know, the mainstays of the, of the Boston, uh, uh, scene. And, um, uh, at that time in Boston, it had a great music scene just lots of clubs that you could play and, you know, you know, that really supported the local music scene. So I was very fortunate to be part of that, which is really from the mid eighties to the early nineties. And it was a, you know, just great original rock scene in Boston. And then when I came down and moved to Florida where I am now, it took a while to get a band together. It was, you know, as you can imagine down in, in Miami is really more of a Latin 
uh, scene and the music reflects that, but uh, sort of finally was able to put together a band and did that. But um, the music side of it was always uh, a sideline. But uh, the, uh, the passion to get into sort of the career of the guitar building came at, because almost like in the fashion business, I've always been sort of a designer and I always like to tinker with things. So uh, when I would get my guitars as a teenager, I get them and I would say, this is great. I have a, a Gibson SG guitar, but oh man, you know, I, I want it to have different tuners or I want to have it have a different pick guard. So I'd always be customizing the guitars. And this just became, you know, something I, I did and I would always do because whatever was stock was never good enough. And I had to put my own signature, my own kind of design for it. So that was always in the background too. And eventually I started doing it uh, more, uh, more and more and just decided, you know what, I'm going to uh, get my own brand. And so I can do it. And, and I, it's funny, the bass player in my band now is actually a, a trademark intellectual property lawyer. So we nice. got together and, and I, I looked up, you know, uh, the band, the name of the band in, uh, in Boston, before I came down to Florida, we were the, we were called the bell tones. And it was because our singer's name was Tom bell. So we were the bell tones and I liked that name. And, it was actually a name of a guitar company back in the fifties that went out of business and I filed and got a hold of that name and started selling on, um, reverb. And if everyone knows reverb is kind of the eBay for musical instruments. Yeah. And I started selling, uh, modded, uh, Les Pauls and Telecasters on, on, uh, reverb under my brand. And so I did that for a couple of years and then I just decided that I was going to be changing, you know, from what I've been doing. I've been doing that for a long time and I sort of made the dive and decided to come up with my own real brand doing my own designs. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of born out of your, your want to little like change your guitars and, and, modify them to be more than than what they originally were yeah it's just sort of it's it's just something that i'd always see the guitar and go it's almost like in a way it was almost like a uh like a canvas if you will like a painting that you know you could do different things too and to make it to put it my own um to put it my own signature on on it and that's really what the business model was for the for the bell tone guitars when i really made the shift from just doing uh modifications and tweaks to existing guitars to really building my own and the, and the, the business platform was to um was really to almost sort of selfishly reflect what i wanted in a guitar and i happened to be a uh, mostly a les paul player and mostly a telecaster player Never really, never, it's funny, never really, you know, was a big Strat player, which is obviously, you know, the other dominant uh, guitar model, whatever. But so I said, you know, I love these two guitars. So I, I just said, you know what, 
I'm going to sort of put what I feel is the best of both of those guitars and what I like about them into one guitar and offer that up, but do it not to do just what I want to do and put it out there, but maybe be able to reach out to the people that would be more like myself who want to have a say in what the instrument is and how it sounds and how it looks. And that's, uh, that's what I offer. So on the platform, if you go to my website, which is uh, the, here, here comes the plug, uh, com, And if you check it out, really what it is, is there's a, there's a foundation that's, uh, that's sort of the aesthetic and the persona of the brand as I see it. And I have designed uh, the hardware is not, you know, aftermarket. It's my own designs uh, the, down to the, the, the control plate, down to the knobs. They're all designed by and, and sourced by myself and uh, the body shape and whatnot. All of that I, I, I work myself that sort of make it look like what I consider, quote, is the bell tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having, but having said that, as a guitarist, you get to go on with that bass and you get to pick your uh your color your pick guard color you can uh choose if you want a rosewood or maple neck you can choose the tuners you want um and so you have all these options that you can do that still will make it look like a bell tone but make it more your uh vision of that bell tone and so it's a, it, I see it as more of collaboration with, uh, with the guitarists and um, letting them put their own signature. And that's where I came up and, and trademarked the phrase, uh, you know, uh, where every guitar is a signature. Because as you know, you know, the big thing with the big guys like Fender and Gibson, they, they all, you know, they have, oh, this is the signature slash guitar. And this is the, you know, and they do all these sort of signature guitars with big artists. My take was, I don't care about the big artists. I care about you as the guitarist, as your own artist. And whatever you do, that's your, you know, every guitar is a signature because you're coming in and putting in the components that you want. And that, that was kind of the essence of, of the business platform. I'm I'm that's really cool. Really curious like what the actual process was for like basically in like not inventing the guitar but developing like your own brand of guitar. Like how did you design it? How did you get it into production and and manufacture? Well, I'll tell you part of what uh what gave me, you know, uh, ability to do that is really from my background in I told you I was in the apparel business. And I ran, you know, a, a major, uh, a number of major U.S. brands, and I would be traveling at least twice a year for uh, anywhere from three to four weeks at a time, all over the world. So I've been practically everywhere, from you know, all over Asia to the Middle East to Africa, all these places to source products. So the the so that's kind of what I did when I did the guitar thing is I, I had this experience of how to approach that so that um, I have most of the, the guitar that I'm doing now, most of it's done in, is a USA-based guitar, but there are some parts that I just couldn't get 
the way I wanted in the U.S. And I sourced, I have my uh, guitar bridge and knobs and control plate. I design and partner with someone in Korea. I have my own tuners that I, with a company that I designed in, um, in uh, Taiwan. So, you know, I have, you know, partnered with people and sourced with them. And then some of it, you know, I, I, I have people that do the, the woodwork here in the States. Actually, the, the people that do my, my bodies are in, uh, in, um, uh, in Washington State. And then uh, uh, I have finishing done in Baltimore for a guy that's done finishing for uh, work for uh, – Paul Reed Smith and a guitar company, which is based in, in, in Baltimore or based in Maryland. Um, so I had this sort of knowledge of how to put these things together. And then like on a lot of stuff that's been, and this has been a lot of fun. This is what's been really the, the kind of uh, fun thing for me is that, you know, kind of going out and in, in, in this adventure to get all this stuff done. And it really took, it took a, I want to say, to get the d design and all these things sourced and lined up, whatever. It took almost a year and a half, almost say two, to get everything, you know, lined up, all the parts, everything sourced, get the costing where it needed to be. And so it was a lot of effort to do it. But that's, um, it was kind of leveraging that background that I had to be able to, you know, know where to source and, and how to talk to people about production and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I would say that, you know, one of the more fun things is that uh, for what I've been doing with the pickups for the guitar, like I, it, here's an example where I decided to do the uh, filter Tron uh, pickup as the, what I would use in my guitar rather than the standard, either the humbucking pickup that all like, you know, most Gibsons have or, you know, the, the Strat Tele type single coil pickups. You know, Philotrons have been out there is actually, actually the original humbucking pickup, but it's kind of the, the, uh, the not dominant option. And I, that's where I always go. Like everyone loved Jimmy Page. Everyone loved Eric Clapton. I love Jeff Beck. You know, it's just kind of like weird things of, of you know, I, I kind of always, lean to the person who is maybe not quite as known or not quite as dominant. And that's kind of what I did with the guitar offerings again, to offer something different. And then what I've been doing, part of the thing is in my offering, I partner with a lot of boutique pickup makers that are known for people that, you know, know guitars and stuff like that to make custom collaboration pickups to offer on my site. And so that's been a very cool, fun thing. So that the pickups, even though that they may be out, the brand is out there in the market, the pickups that I offer on my site are custom, custom collaboration between that pickup builder and myself. So you, uh, so if I, I'm just trying to get this straight. So you work with uh, different companies from all around, what seems like all around the world, like you got people in Washington and Baltimore and they um they yeah those guys get around <laughs> uh, yeah it's not it's not like it's not it's funny because most people think of 
and, and probably is the case of a small boutique guitar company, someone who has like, you know, out in their garage and they're, you know, they're chopping the tree down and they're, you know, <laughs> you know, cutting the wood and then they're, you know, doing, and again, that is, that is done. That actually is done. And that's a way to, to do it. But that's why most boutique guitars probably uh, when it's a sole builder all the way through cost, I mean, easily three to $8,000, mm-hmm. you know, to get built and take a long time. What I did is use my knowledge from the, the sort of business side of what I've done and, and, and did kind of a gig gig approach to it. Meaning I'm going to get my bodies done with the people that build bodies and do this. That's what they do. They don't, they don't do all the rest of the stuff for the guitar. They, they cut the wood. They make, you know, they put the net necks together, put the frets on. I, I don't do that myself. And then when they're ready, it ships to the finishing guy. All he does is finishing. He's an expert finisher. So he's good at it. And there's an efficiency to that because that's what he does. He gets the stuff in. He knows what to do. I tell him, you know, I want a TV yellow finish. Boom, boom, boom. You know, he, he does it. And then it comes to me. And then I work with my team here in Miami and we assemble all of that, put all the parts together, things that I've ordered and, and whatnot and build the guitar here in Florida. Um, and uh, that's, you know, kind of the, the the business model and because of that i don't own machinery i don't own you know uh, a factory space i don't have the, the people that i employ i employ based on what they provide me as a service not as a true employee yeah. and because of that i'm able to offer the guitars at a much less expensive uh price at a great value to be able to customize and still be affordable Mm-hmm. Most yeah. of the guitars are, any, are right around a little over two thousand dollars, between two thousand twenty five hundred, to customize to get a custom guitar, and that that includes a custom hard shell case that, that's made for the guitar and includes shipping. Wow, nice. Um, if I may, I'd like to talk sure. about your actual band. Uh, sure, Crash the Jag. So, can you give us a little bit of the history of uh, like the forming of the band and kind of finding your, your, your theme and your place? Sure. So I had played in a lot of different bands, some ori- doing originals, some doing cover material and things. And at this stage, you know, being down in Miami, I had kind of decided that I had done a lot of cover band things. So I wanted to do my own music. And so, and again, I, I'm the one uh, for the band. I'm, I'm the primary writer, at least for the music part of it. And usually collaborate with the singer for you know the vocals and and things like that, but um, like I said, it was very difficult to sort of find people that want to play rock, you know, yeah. a, you know, classic rock. So, so I went on uh, the I started by going on band mix and putting out ads saying you know basically I I opened an account for myself said i'm a guitarist i'm looking for other people i put the type of music that i liked and nothing nothing you know it just took it was very disheartening it just i just couldn't find anything and and, you know and and uh it just took a while and then finally i got a drummer who reached out and um he uh 
was interested. So he said, I, hey, I got a bass player that I'm doing some stuff with. Come meet with us. So I, I went and we, it was it was behind his house in if you can imagine this, think of think of where we are you know, in Miami. So it's it's hot. Uh-huh. One of those drop in your backyard tin sheds. I don't know if you can sort of think, you know, it's like it was a shed, not, you know, like a, like a, not even like, you know, built as part of the house, like just, you know, one they drop in with a crane and literally it was padded with, you know, tons of foam and, and carpets and stuff. But we, we, we played in this like shed. It was enough room to basically get four people in barely. And, um, but actually it was very funny. Actually the sound, was actually really good i mean in other words for some reason it really did absorb the sound with how he set it up but the drummer was a great drummer and um very tight very solid um but like i think you you'll you may find as you go along in your quest with bands and 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 growth and whatever you know it was one of the things the bass player i would teach him some of the songs that i had written and then we would get together the next week and he would have forgotten them all. And I'm like, man. I hope I didn't expose Matt or anyone else. In the band. Yeah, it's not us. <laughs> but, it's, uh, but it was like, you know, I'm like, you know, come on. We, we covered this stuff. So in a, in a very funny uh, uh, twist, you know, I, I sort of talked to the drummer. I said, this isn't going to work. You know, this guy you know, isn't going to make it as a bass player. He's not reliable. So the drummer ended up saying um, he was going to uh, uh, bring in a new bass player that he that he met through playing with another guitarist or something. So this and he sent the bass player some recordings and the bass player came in and lo and behold, he knew the songs. You know, he came in ready. And um, so we played the through songs and, were those, and the ones that you wrote, the ones I wrote. In other words, we, we had we had some recordings of it, sent it to him. No, no, no music sheets or anything. Just like, here it is, you know, just, you know, go for it. And he came in, you know, and, he, and you know, and I want to, when I say that, I want to say maybe it was like maybe four or five songs to learn mm-hmm. just so, you know, we could see if he worked and whatever. So he, um, he came in and uh, he knew the stuff. So his, it was very funny because then we started talking and I said, oh, I said, you know, where are you from? You know, where, where do you live? He says, I live on Miami Beach. I'm like, oh, I live on Miami Beach. And he says, I said, you know, where? And I, he says, Mid Beach. And I'm like, oh, I live in Mid Beach. I said, what street? He says, Royal Palm Avenue. I'm like, I live on Royal Palm Avenue. <laughs> so the long story is, this is my guy who's the lawyer. And he lives basically two blocks on the same street down the road from me. <laughs> so that, that was actually fortuitous and, you know, and, and worked out great because we've become very good friends. And the two of us are now kind of the anchor of the, of the band. Mm-hmm. And then we got a singer. And... It was, um, you know, again, very tough. I don't know how you've, what it is up there, finding a good singer, especially for original music, is tough. Like you can get people that you know are good and they can and they can you know do other artists well. Yeah. But to get them to come in and be creative, create, and this is what I would say, you know, when we talk about is you know, let them be their own sound. Like I don't care. If you sound like this person, I, I, I want you to sound how you feel mm-hmm. you want to sing so that you can have your own voice, your own sound and whatever. And but you got to be creative. you got to be able to partner and 
and you know sort of work with the music and i was we were fortunate enough to get this one guy that came in and he and i clicked he wasn't the greatest singer you know he, he was a good singer not great but the key thing was we could write stuff very quickly i i always came in with the music and i would write the music come in and and then he and i would work together alone before going to the band and we could get stuff out so we you know uh, you know, we had about, I don't know, like 30 original songs that we would be playing out when we come out. Wow. And yeah. And it's sort of, uh, and, but like anything, things changed, you know, he, he ended up moving to, uh, Nashville, not for music reasons, but for, he had family there and whatever. Mm -hmm. And we're now in the throes of looking for a new singer. So it's back to, you know, kind of starting over and, um, but uh you know i don't know how long i don't know how long you guys have been together but uh about i'm curious that's good that's good yeah. i mean are you finding it hard to get everyone to coordinate into being able to play uh that that is definitely our, probably our biggest challenge is um everyone because we all have we all have different tastes in music i quinn and i have pretty similar taste um but the rest of them you know one of them's a huge green day fan the other guy doesn't really uh, isn't much of a music fan himself, so it's just hard to find. Um, <laughs> it's hard to find something that we can all enjoy playing. Um, yeah, we we actually had to um, kind of remove one guy because <laughs> he, he um, it was it was pretty clear that the the band was not like a huge priority for him, um, and that was getting a, a little bit annoying over the course of like a year. So. <laughs> It's, I would tell you, that's if I, you know, listen, I've been doing this since, like I said, like from my early, you know, uh, teens, always, it, it's, it's very, very difficult to, uh, to uh, maintain a band, you know, and, 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 and because it is, one, it's very personal, you know, you have the taste thing. And then there's just the other thing about life and, and the outside of the music logistics that make it very hard, you know, as you get older, for especially for, for someone like myself who isn't pursuing the music part of it as a profession, it's, but it, it's so hard because you have other, other responsibilities, you, you get to, you know, you end up eventually having families and things like that. And, but it takes a, it takes a, a commitment mm -hmm. to really want to, to do it. And, uh, and then it's just very, difficult to then once you even get there you get people that like the same stuff and then you gotta have people that kind of like each other meaning like you like being together you like playing it and all those things you know are very uh difficult to overcome to you know get it so that you can kind of keep these things going this is why so many bands don't last that long it's, it's just not a not an easy thing to uh to do so it's um yeah, it's 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 uh, it's always a, a work in progress. Um, do you guys do you play at school? I mean, where do you practice? Uh, right now, we are practicing at our drummer's house. Um, we're hoping this summer to you know get some uh, gigs at different places, um, like different just clubs and um, I guess any restaurants that are looking for bands. That's that's another. I mean, so it's it's funny. Like once you get through everything what we just talked about, then it becomes okay. Where do we play? 
Yeah. Right. And it was exactly. in the early days for me, it was, you know, it was easier. You know, I, we played you know lots of high school dances and things like that. And then, like I said, when we got into college and out of college, we played in the clubs in, and I was like very fortunate to have a very much of a rock scene in Boston to be able to play out. And there's a lot, I mean, there's great, uh, music, uh, and great bands that were doing a lot of different stuff. Um, I just don't feel like it's that way, uh, you know, uh, that much anymore, but it's hard to find. I mean, especially for us down here in Florida, it, you know, for, you know, not being a sort of uh, Latin inspired music, it's very hard to find uh, a venue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially where we come from in a very small, uh, we live in a very small town that doesn't really have any, um, uh, doesn't have any places so do, i know you songwrite but you don't you're not much of a singer yourself is that no i um no they, if you ask the guys in the band they like if there's a mic there they just like uh, they say there's a man uh, okay you can turn it down now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh actually we have uh we've uh we added a um, we have a keyboard player now, mm-hmm. which is a, a, a interesting thing. The, the other thing for the for the band that's kind of kind of interesting is that it, like uh, we have a bunch of different ages too. Like our our um, keyboard player was about twenty eight, so you know uh, you know and we the uh, so it's sort of a spans the width of people so we have you know it's, it's me and guitar uh bass player and keyboard player and uh drummer and now we're just looking to find uh, a, a new singer nice. and in it's in in that's that's going to be the hardest thing to find someone that's willing to do who's inter- interested not willing i shouldn't say is interested in doing uh original music and then likes the kind of stuff that we like yeah yeah um and you know because you hear like i don't know quinn what you i know you know you've listened to some of the the songs on our uh, on our uh mm-hmm. page whatever but you know though yeah, you, you know we're kind of it's it's kind of you know beatily pop you know kind of yeah you know, i was thinking kind of straight it it sounds kind of like uh simple minds and the yeah. cars like put it yeah. in one yeah, you know, all those kind of influences, you know, it's yeah. sort of like, uh, yeah, you know, a little cheap trick, a little, you know, that kind of thing where it's sort of the catchy hook yeah. kind of stuff with, uh, um, you know, straight ahead things. You know, it, it's interesting though. the record, I was just saying to Matthew that the, the recordings that you have there don't feature the keyboard player that we have. And um, just as a quick aside for things for the band, like my whole history a band playing for the most part was always just bass, guitar, drums, and singer. So I've always been in the kind of a band where, you know, I'm, I'm as far as the guitar thing, I'm doing everything. And I've had the luxury of having really good bass players to support me, but I'm having a blast with this keyboard player. Cause now musically we can expand more and, and, and whatnot. So even some of the songs that are on there sound different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am a keyboard player myself. I just, oh okay good yeah he's the keyboardist on our in our band uh how do you how do you just find i know 
your drummer, you, he sort of like he just knew a guy that um, that plays bass, or and then yours happened to be your neighbor. How do you just find uh, bandmates? Do they just come to you guys, or do you use uh, like websites to? Yeah, no, I, I I don't know if you. I mean, I think it's universal. If you haven't looked and you're looking for people, I would you know check uh, uh, band mix. You know, you know, just you know, B A N D M I X band mix. It's kind of like I look at it as it's like a dating thing. You know, it's like you know, like one of those dating services you 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 put in your profile. But what it allows you to do, also, like we do it, we use it as a band. So we, I have my own page on there, and then you know, just for myself, I started way back when. But then the band has a page, and then we we can reach out to people, and so I. I you can put in profiles so you can say i am looking at where you're looking for a singer and it's in the classic rock rock vein so you can narrow that narrows it down you can do it by dem you can do it by location Mm -hmm. all those things because at the end of the day what, what 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 good does it do if your singer lives you know 50 miles away or whatever or your bandmate you got to find people that are in your area so i recommend that and one of the other things that I would recommend is that we use um, to find people. I mean, we've had a lot of good luck with uh, Craigslist. You know that. You know that. It's like you know you wow. think you know it has a lot of stuff, but we just they have a section there for for musicians and just put it on there. We found that we would we got people that weren't on uh, uh, band mix. And then lastly, is just you got to sort of network, find people that you know you know, that, you know, that like music, whatever, you know, who knows, you know, it may be something that, you know, you find someone that's into theater or whatever and likes that. And they turns out, Oh, they're a great singer. You know, they might be interested in doing things in a band. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but it's, you know, but in today's world, I think there's, there are more formal things like band mix that can help you be very narrow on your search and get the right people. And uh, one thing I would recommend, this is what, what I learned the hard way is, especially for singers, is do not blind audition a singer, meaning do not set up the band, get them ready and have the singer come down without you first knowing whether they can sing. Because <laughs> we've had ones where within the first like minute, we've known that, oh, my God, this is not going to work. And then you're stuck there <laughs> with this person. You know, so you can imagine what it is. So. What we require is people to submit samples. You know, if you're a singer, then, you know, you should have somewhere vocal things. And that, that can narrow it down a lot there. And it's the same thing for, for guitarists or anybody. They should be able to provide you uh, in today's, you know, video and audio uh, technology. You should be able to provide you takes and samples of who they are and how they sound and whatnot. Yeah. That's it. It'll save. It'll save you a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Steven, since we're running out of time here, do you want to uh, quickly give the listeners, um, let them know where they can find Crash Jag and uh, Belltone Guitars? Sure. So it's uh, it's uh, you know uh, Jag dot com is is our official website for the band, and we are now that we're out of COVID, coming back into sort of reforming. I, I think it'll probably be mid-summer before we were in a position to have a new singer and whatnot so probably a little while for that and then for the guitar uh 
for the guitars. Um, it's belltoneguitars.com. And I welcome any of uh, your friends or any of your fellow guitarists, whether they even want one or not, please go on the site, have fun, go, go to the dream lab and where you you can see, you can build your guitar right virtually in front of you. You can pick your colors, they show up right there. You can switch everything out and see exactly in real time what your guitar is going to look like. So it's a very cool tool and it's kind of fun. It's it's actually what a lot of the, um, I didn't really apply for stores at first, but people in stores have been going in, meeting uh, boutique guitar stores are going in, building their own bell tones to carry in their shop that reflect the owners, you know, or the, you know, uh, perspective. So have fun with it and check out the stuff, but we welcome any and all feedback and any ideas you have about the guitars. And, uh, listen, I, I wish you guys all the best in, in your, um, uh, adventures and hopefully you'll have, uh, venues and, and places to play soon. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. We appreciate the, uh, that. The Hollywood bowl next year. Sold out. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. All right. It's been a pleasure to speak with you, Stephen. Thank you so much once again. My pleasure. My pleasure. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Everybody's looking for.